and welcome to Curiosity Kill the Cat. I'm your host, Sarah, and for this episode, I will be getting into Succession, the tailgate party. We are uh, finally on, I believe, episode seven. We've got three episodes left of this show forever. And uh, yeah, what a saucy, spicy, juicy episode that we got this time. Uh, Apologies for not getting into episode six. Things got a little bit busy. Uh, Maybe I'll touch on it at the end of this episode, but I'll be focusing strictly on the the tailgate party, the election uh, eve night party that uh, Shiv and Tom throw together. This is a party that apparently Logan threw every year. So everybody on this invite list are top political people, uh, and, and the like. And, uh, somehow both Lucas and, uh, Lucas Matson and Chiv's old flame that she cheated on Tom with, Nate, end up at this party and it causes, uh, a little bit of tension for Tom. And, uh, by the end of this episode, we see Shiv and Tom absolutely explode, Uh, on each other. We see Roman going off on Connor. He wants Connor to drop out of the race to help uh, Minkin take the edge over the election and uh, offers him, you know, they're offering him different places around the world, uh, you know, a position to uh, be in over this presidential race. Uh, Connor, um, you know, indulges in it for a short period of time. But once consulting Willa, it's pretty clear he's going to keep his head in the race. He put too much blood and treasure, I think he refers to it as, uh, in this race. We have uh, another crazy-ass fight between Kendall and his ex-wife, Rava. Um, Pretty much absolutely unprovoked by her. He goes off like a freaking firecracker. Um... We get a scene with Tom and Greg, well, mostly Greg, firing a bunch of people from ATN and being completely freaking gross about it. Uh, And uh, yeah, uh, this tailgate party full of really fancy burgers and fries and every kind of drink you could possibly imagine. So let's get into this episode, shall we? So we're fresh off the heels of the L.A. Hollywood Waystar Studios uh, Investor Day Kendall did his big presentation. Everybody thought was going to bomb. Roman pulled out of it. And uh, he seemed to do quite well. Everybody was into it after all was said and done. Uh, And we had Tom and Shiv uh, hooking it back up. So we start out this episode uh, seemingly with them on the up and up. They're about to host uh, this big election party. And um, uh, we get Tom grabbing a tray from their personal chef, bringing breakfast to Shiv while she's in her, I don't know, little office or something. And he gives her uh, a very odd and strange gift. Uh, She opens it up and it's a scorpion in some kind of like resin thing. And she is like looking at him super fucking confused. And it is very confusing because it's like, what is this, a paperweight? You know, that's probably the last thing I think Shiv needs. Um, materialistically, I don't think she's in need of anything actually. Uh, but, uh, Tom thinks it's funny. He thinks it's kind of like a, I kill you, you kill me type of a thing. And he finds it really funny. It's 
really not funny at all. And um, then we have them kind of talking about how they're, you know, excited to throw the party together and how if anybody asks, they just took a little bit of a break. And now, you know, things are on the up and up. And uh, it seems like Shiv has still not relayed the pregnancy information over to Tom. Uh, still a big secret. So we've been holding on to that one for about three episodes now. Uh, hopefully the baby's doing okay. Uh, then we get Kendall and Rava, who we haven't seen in a hot minute since season two, when he was using her apartment <laughs> uh, for a few episodes and bringing his girlfriend over and shit. Um, she tells him about uh, this this kind of altercation that their daughter had somebody had pushed her in the street uh the atn guy had some uh that raven head dude um some follower of his said something unsavory to her and uh that you know rava says was probably racially charged i think she said tinted uh something to that nature doesn't tell him what exactly he said she says i don't know and Kendall starts immediately. Why was she in the street? Uh, where were you? All just, oh man, like just bad divorce guy. You know, like hopefully when you split long term or get a divorce from somebody, it's for the most part amicable. But in this situation, uh, I've seen it before in shows and in real life, uh, everything just gets thrown back into the ex-wife's face and um, he just starts, I don't know, going off on her. She tries to walk away from it and she's like, call your fucking daughter. You know what I mean? Like, how about just check in with the kids? And he, you know, kind of chases after her and he's like, I'm breaking my back here. I'm doing for this for the kids, trying to keep the world safe. And she's like, whatever, dude. And we get the opening credits. And uh, if we thought that that was going to be the most explosive fight in this episode, Shiv and Tom said, hold my beer. Or in this case, hold my uh, fancy red wine. Okay. Uh, then we get um, the kids at breakfast, uh, the siblings, at breakfast, uh, Connor fills them in on, you know, the funeral stuff. It's still, we're taking a while to get to this funeral here. Um, they're trying to figure out who's going to do the speaking. Kendall kind of, uh, says, you know, he'll do it. And Connor, (laughs) like, just describing, like, how it's nice to visit Logan because it's, and how remarkable how much he's not there. Uh, you know, what, it, it just, you know, and then somebody says, let's not turn it into a three-day grief-a-thon. I think Roman said that. Um, and uh, Connor gets up to leave. Ken and Roman uh, tell Shiv that they want to invite Nate, uh, her her former, the guy that she worked with and uh, was cheating on Tom with before the wedding. And uh, after this little breakfast, we see Tom and Shiv uh, sexting each other. I think she sent him a text that said, sorry if I broke your dick last night. Something along those lines. Real saucy. Real saucy. Actually, it's like the most very bland. Anyways, whatever. Then we got Tom and Greg uh, getting ready to fire, I think, about 100 people from ATN. 
uh, Tom opens it up, says he's, you know, heart sick, basically over this. And I'm going to move this to my colleague, Greg. And then we have Greg coming in, stammering, uh, fires everybody. Tom's in the background making little crying fucking noises. And it's just gross. It's fucking disgusting. And I just love when this show reminds us how fucking despicable these people actually are. The Kendall and Rava fight, you know, that reminded me. Kendall's a fucking shithead. Roman, by the time he gets in his confrontation with Connor, is an absolute shithead. And Shiv has been shitty to Tom. She's kind of being shitty to her brothers, even though her brothers have been shitty to her and kind of cutting her out of pretty much everything they've been involved with this season. Um, The last real time that we saw them together, like as a unit, was the Pierce Still stuff, the 100 stuff, you know, Logan dying. And again, as soon as Kendall's name showed up on that piece of paper, everything changed. Um, And it has stayed changed since then. Um, So now it's party time. Uh, Tom is going on about how tired he is tomorrow's the election it's gonna be a big day um and just kind of keeps going on about it uh we get more fun tom wine interactions um and then shiv lets him know that both lucas and nate are gonna be there and you could tell that he's a little bit wounded by it but he's like that's okay like what do i care and she goes huh okay And uh, like I said, we have all the fancy versions of Americana fucking food, fancy French fries, fancy burgers, uh, there's beer, uh, just your regular average everyday tailgate party. You know what I mean? Um, Then we get Roman. He's going back and forth with the Mankin stuff. He's talking to Kendall um, and Kendall's kind of like, well, can't we just like fuck Minkin, you know what I mean? And, and Roman's like, well, if he wins, it's good to have, you know, have an in with him. Um, he's already had an in with ATN pretty much this entire season. They brought it up a few episodes ago. Um, and Roman tells Ken that maybe the smart thing to do would have, would be to have Connor drop out of the race. Um, so that way those few points that you know, Connor has managed to muster up throughout this election can go to Mankin. He eventually tells Connor this and um, Connor is a little bit thrown off at first, but then they go back and forth between this place, that place, Oman, let me go talk to my woman about it. And Willa is just really not having it. She's like, my family doesn't even like Mankin. He's a racist piece of shit. I don't want to live in Oman. Like, haven't you put in too much to just drop out? And, um, you know, in a very healthy way and manner, it all comes back to Connor choosing Willa over, you know, fucking Roman who's just shitting on him, you know? And, um, you know, he tells him point blank when, uh, I'll get to that. I'll get to that. I'll get to that. Um, 
but for now he's he's entertaining he's entertaining the different places he brings up south uh, how about south korea romans like i don't think south korea he goes well what about north korea he goes i don't think they're going to send you any place where they have nukes and he goes well i'm offended i don't think i want to go any place without nukes and again just the fucking line delivery it's perfection um eventually we get roman and jerry having a little bit of a of a fight she basically uh says she's laying out this plan for every you know for everybody and if you know you veer off of it i'm gonna fucking let everybody know that i have a shit ton of your dick pics and uh yeah and she tells them i could have gotten you i could have gotten you there but nope and he goes nope and he's really shitty and that's when he gets all jacked up comes back at Connor and is like, okay, listen, um, you need to drop out of the race. Um, you need to tell your wife. He literally says, tell her to shut the fuck up. And, um, what does he say? Put her, put her coat on her shoulders or something like that. And, uh, Connor stands up to him, which, you know, he towers over him and is like, listen, there's one person in this room that doesn't see me as a fucking joke. And in the background, Lucas Matson, very blurry, Alexander Skarsgård is like pointing at himself in just this, you know, moment within a moment type of a deal, which was hilarious. And Connor just says, I'm going to listen to the one person that doesn't think I'm a joke and says, Willa, let's go. Let's leave. And, you know, Kendall's kind of in the background, it's like, easy room, you know, a, but doesn't really do much to stop it so I just thought that was a fantastic scene and again there's just this crazy raw tension between so many different people in this specific episode that you're just it's like a bunch of little bombs are going off all at these little different times um we learn from uh well we get Kendall thanking everybody for showing up uh thanking Shiv for throwing the party. They take a moment of silence for Logan. And as this moment of silence is happening, Lucas Matson walks in with his little, you know, trio of people, Ebba and Oscar, and they're loud as fuck, you know? And he goes, shh, in just the shittiest way. And um, the boys, you know, Kendall and Rome are still trying to figure out a way to fuck over this deal to not make it go through like something's got to be off here they're you know they've been trying to switch the narrative of him being unpredictable erratic the the holocaust joke in the last episode tweet that Matson sent you know he's not a good guy again this episode reminded us very much <laughs> that these people are despicable and Shiv is just now realizing that Lucas is not the fucking smart uh whatever guy that she thought he was okay and at one point before we figure out that the india numbers are uh fake and they would be true if there were two indias but there's only one india um shiv kind of tells him like you know what have you done for me lately what do i what am i going to get out of this and lucas is just sort of like well i like talking to you and i like you what is it that you want? And she kind of gives him the spiel and he's just kind of like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll have a think about it. And it's just not good. It's not good. And from there, uh, 
you can tell that she's sort of like heading towards the direction of like, fuck, I've kind of been this double agent in this deal. It's not, it probably probably would be better off with my brother. She'd be better off just on her own. But again, this is succession. Um, And the reason why we know the numbers are bad is that Kendall and Roman, uh, they go talk to Ebba uh, on the balcony. So many things happen on the balcony in this episode. And uh, she's hurt by Lucas saying he's going to fire her. Greg comes in. They're all saying, Ebba, Ebba. It's just gross. It's nasty. And, you know, Ken is like, you know, hey, y'all right? Can I bum a smoke off you? Blah, blah, blah. And, you know, she lets them know that the numbers in India are bullshit. Um, Even Kendall in his uh, freaking in the last episode with his presentation, how the accountant had to tell him numbers are numbers for a reason. You know, he made those projections, whatever estimates, like get all jacked up. But that's a little bit different than saying, I don't know. I don't really understand half of the shit that they talk about anyways. I just know that Lucas numbers are a lot worse than the ones that Kendall projected in his uh, TED Talk Investor Day presentation. And um, we get, I thought it was really funny, Connor's like political inside guy calls him my liege. Uh, we find out that there is some kind of a, a fucking bombing thing somewhere in Phoenix. So this election day stuff is, is I think, going to come to a big head. And I have a feeling that Mencken's going to win and it's going to be very uh, Trump-esque, which is not good for anybody anywhere. And um, yeah, we'll see where it goes. I'm going to keep this episode pretty short, pretty sweet. Um, I don't have a ton of energy uh, for this uh, at the moment. So I'm doing my best here. I'm trying to wrangle up all the, the episode information and get it back out. But I want to want to end this podcast episode with one of the most intense, insane pieces of acting on both Sarah Snook and Matthew McFadden's parts. I, this was incredible. He's fucking tired. He keeps going on about how he's tired. And Shiv is just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And he goes, I don't know. Maybe it's because everybody keeps talking about how I'm going to get fucking fired throughout this deal. Lucas, uh, tells him at one point, um, when he's talking to Tom, he asks him if he's more of a hands-on guy or hands-off guy. And, and Tom kind of goes, well, you know, which do you prefer? And Lucas is kind of like, are you fucking serious? And Shiv comes over and he goes, oh, I'm pretty sure I'm about to shit in your fucking husband's mouth. And he's going to tell me it tastes like Cocovon. I don't know what that is. Some kind of a fancy dish, I'm sure. Um, but just again, nasty, nasty, nasty. Okay. Um, we also get a little bit of, uh, we got Nate, you know, Tom confronting Nate a little bit. And he goes like, Nate tells him, I, don't worry, I won't drink too much of your wine. And Tom is like, oh, no, 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 don't worry. And he tells him like about this one wine and how it separates the connoisseur from the fucking something morons and uh, whatever. Then we get some Ken and Nate interaction. And I forgot back at Shiv's wedding, she mentions to Tom that 
Kendall and Nate used to run around in Shanghai, whatever that fucking means. Um, so they have a couple interactions and I just thought it was, uh, pretty neat that the last one, uh, Nate looks at fucking Kendall and says, you're not Logan. I'm not Gil. And he goes, that's a good thing. So I thought that was a good line. Um, but to the balcony we go, uh, Shiv and Tom, they go out onto the balcony and we get this just insane fight between the two of them. Everything unspoken comes out. It's the kind of confrontation that you don't really ever want to have with anybody. And for two people that were back on, you know, fucking each other uh, 24-7 over the last few days, um... This was just a big, old, nasty freaking fight. So we're on the balcony, and Tom is just like, you have been telling everybody that I'm going to be fired, yada, yada. Shiv is like, oh, maybe that was kind. That was just somewhat of a tactical whatever kind of joke. And then he's like, can you maybe, you know, fill me in on the joke? And, uh... We get, we get lines like, um, here, I'm just going to go through this again. I've watched this so many freaking times, but it's so hurtful. It's so awful. And, um, you know, we go, we, he's like, maybe you shouldn't have married me. And she's like, maybe you shouldn't have asked me to marry you when I was at my lowest ebb and he goes maybe you should have said no how's I didn't want to hurt your feelings I mean we're going back 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 she calls him pathetic and a masochist he tells her she's incapable of love um before we get the final blow of you're maybe not a good person to have children with which is the most fucked up thing I think that he could possibly say to her um you know, the fact that she's carrying what we all assume to be his child. Um, she calls him servile. He says, I was going to go to prison for you. She goes, you offered to go to prison. Um, he's like, you never really loved me, which, you know, going through big old breakups, everybody loves to say you never really loved me. Right. And that is never true. That is never the case. Um, and, uh, you know, she tells him, I don't like you. He tells her, you've hurt me, uh, more than you could possibly imagine. Um, you know, she finally says, you know, does that, does that feel good? We got it, you know, having cleared the air, feel good now. And he goes, oh yeah, tip top. And, um, yeah, like I said, uh, this is Sarah Snook's Emmy reel. This is Matthew's Emmy reel. Uh, this was, this was the sauce, okay? This was the pinnacle of this episode and probably one of the pinnacles of this final season. So where Tom goes from here, I don't know. All I know is that this man is not going to have a fucking good night of sleep at all whatsoever. Um, she goes back inside and her brothers are like, fuck Tom, right? She, or she goes, fuck Tom. And they go, yeah, fuck Tom. And the, like, the good thing about Ken and Roy or uh, Ken and Roman is there's been a few times where they've been like, you know, hey, do you want us to like pull the rug from, out from under 
Tom and like a few episodes ago, I think when they were on their way to Sweden or Norway, wherever the fuck that they went on that weird ass retreat. Um, and she's like, no. And then um, we do get this kind of interesting scene with Frank and uh, Frank and Kendall where um, Ken, Ken kind of, this reminds me a little bit of the Walter stuff. Um, uh, like once Kendall like had to acquire it and then destroyed it when Logan told him to. Um, he's basically like, uh, why don't we eat, <laughs> why don't we eat Matson's lunch? Like instead of Gojo buying us we fucking buy Gojo. And Frank is just sort of like, what the fuck? And he's like, what about Shiv and Rome? And fucking Kendall, what does he say here? He says, I like them. I'm not in love with them. And he says, uh, what does he say? One, one head, one crown. And um, so, again, I love them. I'm not in love with them. One head, one crown. <laughs> And, uh, we don't really see Frank's response to that. We kind of get left with Kendall staring at him. We're back on the balcony with, uh, Tom. He looks pretty fucking despondent. And then he basically tells everybody to get the fuck out of his house. Uh, he needs to go to bed, want to go to bed. And Shiv looking sad as fuck, uh, you know, is in her own room. And it looks like uh, Tom is back down into the down or back back at the downstairs uh, bedroom, and he's just lying there on the pillow, wide awake. Like I said, probably not going to get an ounce of sleep. So um, yeah, that's the episode. Like I said, this is a shorter podcast episode for Succession. Um, one of the crazier episodes ever out of this series, and where we go from here. I don't know who's going to win the election. That's going to change the next couple episodes. Uh, We're going to have this funeral here at one point. Are we going to see Marsha again? Uh, Is Roman? Oh, Roman decided to take over the speaking duties for the funeral. So God knows what that's going to be like. Uh, So and yeah, is Kendall going to be able to pull off acquiring go I how's this all gonna work we'll see I'm very excited I have enjoyed every moment of this season and you know tv just has a way of getting you to root for people you would never root for but this episode reminded us that you don't really have to root for anybody all you have to do is sit back and watch okay and I'm enjoying doing that so with that being said I hope you enjoyed this episode I hope you stay safe and healthy out there and uh hopefully I will see you for the uh next episode of succession episode eight I wonder what it'll be called and what it will entail uh goodbye <laughs>